the comment that has really, I think, really incensed people is what Mr. Goodale said yesterday when it was first brought to his attention. The prison management officials have determined this is the best way to both uh, rectify her bad practices in the past, uh, but also to keep the public safe. Mm -hmm. And today in question period, the prime minister asked a dozen times, what are you going to do to fix this? And then he punts the issue. Don't play politics with this. Don't do that. Okay, fine, then answer the question when it's asked. If you don't want to play politics, stop the politics. Because I think every time we hear these stories about this hug-a-thug approach to crime, people are losing faith in the system. And as my next guest suggests, it might actually lead people to start taking matters into their own hand. Let's bring him in. Sorry, Mr. Justice Critic. Uh, I've got Tony Clement here. I've left you hanging on the line, patiently waiting. Thank you. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. But, I, I've been uh, very, uh, very interested in the conversation, so it's fine. Well, you clearly heard um, a bit of what Charles Adler, I mean, he is furious. Mm-hmm. And he's out on the West Coast mm-hmm. hearing about all this. I know these cases very, very closely. Um, people are angry. People are angry. I've been uh, tweeted at and uh, Instagrammed at and Facebooked at all day uh, by, by people who are just fed up mm-hmm. with uh, not only the situation, but the response of the government to the situation. So it's definitely touch a nerve, as it should. I mean, I, I you know, people, some people are saying, oh, you're getting too angry. But, you know, this... Uh, this this child will never be brought back, and it uh, you know the families uh, have have had to bear this for years, and then uh, to have this happen, uh, quite frankly, we victimizes the uh, friends and family, and and a lot of us are very upset about it, and uh, I've heard it all day, believe me. Yeah, I'm sure you have, and so it begs the question: Who would have signed off nine months ago? I mean, she was incarcerated under your government, yeah. Uh, yeah. but who, I, I don't think your government signed off on her going to a healing lodge. No, 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 that happened uh, recently uh, under the current uh, Liberal government. Uh, as uh, fortune would have it, uh, the new Chief of Corrections Canada is appearing before the uh, the Security Public, Public Safety Committee tomorrow, and oh. I will be there, and I will be asking him the very questions that Charles and you have been talking about. How did this happen? Uh, who signed off on it? What is the role of the minister? I think Charles is absolutely right, and you're right. The, the minister and the prime minister and under our system of government can direct, can, you know, for them to say, well, it's not us, it's the bureaucrats or whatever. Uh, you know, you, you have ultimate authority as a, as a minister and as a prime minister. If you don't like something, if the prime minister, do, believe me, I was in cabinet for 10 years. The prime minister doesn't like something, uh, it can change pretty darn quick. So, and and, and uh, let me I, ask I you then, would would this have been brought to the attention of someone like Mr. Goodale to say this, this given the high profile of this case, would he have not been in the loop to say we are transferring this prison? And then I'm going to do a follow up question, question, but I don't want to conflate the two. So who yeah. then would have been alerted that she's been moved? Well, you know, I'm speculating on your program, uh, you know, but uh, ministers like Ralph Goodale uh, have issues managers mm-hmm. who work yes. full time yep. in the minister's office. And their job is to interact with the bureaucracy and then identify things which th- that might might cause political trouble or or trouble of public policy or trouble, trouble. Right. And, and then they're supposed to tell the minister, hey, you know, uh, minister, this is coming up. If this might be a real issue, if we don't handle it right, what do you think we should do? That's the way the system works, so that elected politicians, there's nothing wrong with elected politicians 
saying to non-elected officials, you know, I, on behalf of the people of Canada, think this is wrong. There's right. nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and I think and, you bring up an important point, where, though. Yeah. is that nothing comes as a surprise to the government. You guys all know, and and it does happen. They have people that watch for these things. They're like, they're like weather chasers. They look for the storm clouds, and then they come to you and say, hey, this is going to come up. This could be a headache. This issue might be asked. This question might come at you, so that they're always prepared. And that's what strikes me as being so odd about Mr. Goodell. He's not a rookie. He would have known no. that this is an explosive case. Why would he be so flippant in his answer yesterday? I, I don't know. He's had this uh, capacity in the past where... If it's not in his wheelhouse, uh, he he will be that that flippant, flippant or arrogant uh, response, which is uh, you know I, I think is very unfortunate. And we we got that not not in the house today because uh, Mr. Goodell was left uh, stewing in his seat while the prime minister answered all the questions. But uh, uh, it was the same thing that we we were uh, as soon as they got into trouble on the issue. I think Charles uh, alluded to this point too. As soon as they got trouble uh, got in trouble on the issue. Their first in- instinct was to blame us and say, you're being political about this, when, when it's our job to ask these questions and to obtain the answers. That's kind of why you have an opposition. Otherwise, what's the point of Parliament? So uh, that, was their, that was their go-to position, was it's all our fault somehow. And, uh, you know, they're saying, well, we're reviewing. Well, our point is, you can make the decision today. You can right. make the decision yesterday. And you could have shut down the questions from you easily by saying, I've already taken care of it as the prime minister. I've looked into it and made the phone calls, and it will be addressed. That, to me, would be and, a leadership and I moment. And I, would have, uh, and I would have applauded him. Uh, Actually, you know, every, I would have applauded him. Sure, sure. And, you know, and, uh, and uh, he would have made a, 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 a good decision. But, of course, they doubled down. And uh, their their first instinct is to is to is to say that anybody that dares question their worldview of how uh, you know criminals should be uh, dealt with in our society are mean spirited and don't mm-hmm. understand and you know the list yeah. that goes on. It's a vilification, uh, so, but I'm running out of time, and I really want to get this in yeah, because yeah. I think this is important. In your opinion. Um, you know, the, the fact that she was moved this early on in her sentence tells me, and I'm now speculating, is that someone decided that sh- her rehabilitation should start now. Uh, is there a possibility that someone's trying to get her an early release, or would there have been a motive to get her in? What would be the motivation to get this woman a, a, any easier time than where she was? Yeah, it, 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 it's truly mystifying, and I don't know whether you've alluded to this in your program, but of course she had an assault. Yes. where she yep. perpetrated in prison, and she gloated about it. Uh, and uh, that doesn't uh, that, that does not suggest to me that she's changed her mind on any of this. Uh, she, she clearly uh, has, still has a chip on her shoulder, and uh, that's not the kind of person you want in this uh, position where there's a, she's being incarcerated, yes, but there's no fences, there's no walls. There's children there's in the no, facility. There's children in the. We learned that today. There's children in the facility. This is just not appropriate. It should never have happened. And I've spoken um, to the chief uh, who put out the press release today. I've spoken to him, and they're not very happy. Chief Alvin no. Francis was not part of the, pro- the the process. I mean, they learned like everybody else. And I think, frankly, it's a bit insulting to the whole process um, of how. To me, it sounds like she's taking advantage of this particular program to get an easier time in jail. And how Which how's is this for another angle? Uh, you know, we, we created a victim's bill of rights when we were in government. One of the things was you're supposed to notify the family before a prisoner's transferred. And uh, Mr. Stafford did not get notified. He did not get notified. No, not That's what he's saying. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and so there again, that 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 again re-victimizes the family who suffered so much. It's just it's wrong on so many different levels. Well, I don't know if the timing's impeccable. It's just a good coincidence, but I will be uh, watching very carefully tomorrow to see what the person from Correction says. Uh, thanks so much, Tony. Uh, Mr. You. Clement, I've got to start calling by last name. Sorry, Mr. Clement, thank you much uh, for joining me. <laughs> okay, it's, it's a late night. No worries. Yeah. Okay. That is uh, Tony Clement joining us. He is a justice critic, and that's interesting. Um, good timing on that. Maybe we'll get some clarity, because I'd love to know who signed off on this. Because it wasn't the Harper government, because they weren't in charge. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.